Welcome to Dave and Gino's Fantasy Fiber, where each week we talk about a league completely dominated by Scott, the Kodiaks. We only got five minutes, so let's get into it, guys. Dave, take it away. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, if you guys haven't already guessed, we have Kodiak alum and current league dominator, Scott Bradley with us. Scott, say hello to everybody in your regular voice. Hello, guys. So we thought we'd have you on, and you know we like to start it off always with uh, keeping up with the Kodiaks. So I know a lot of us know where you are, but just give us a quick, you know, last year of your life. What have you been doing? Yeah, man. So I've been in Colorado for about a year now, flying uh, at the Academy in the Twin Otter with the Wings of Blue. It's been a lot of fun. Learn how to skydive and flying sometimes. So uh, this time it's been cool. On your flight suit, do you have your jump wings and wings? I do, but I only wear flight suits when I fly. We wear sweats or shorts every other day. It's, it's kind of nice. Do you <laughs> tell people you're an academy grad now that you have jump wings? Um, no, I emphasize that I'm not an academy grad. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we saw your new baby girl, uh, Lux. We finally got a good pronunciation. We weren't sure. We didn't want to call her like Luke's or something like that, but Lux. Is, it, what, is there a middle name? What, I can't remember. Yeah, Lux Haven. Haven, that's what it was. Yeah. So. Yeah, she'll be two weeks old tomorrow. She's growing up quickly. She uh, she was born two weeks after the due date. So those two weeks were very long. But the last two weeks have kind of flown by. She's killing it, though. Awesome. Are you able to get some sleep? Yeah, man. She's She's really done pretty good for us. Um, she does like four or five hours at a time at night. So I'm not sure you're getting enough sleep because only Superman does good. Everyone else does well. (laughs) It's debatable. (laughs) How cool are you doing uh, in Colorado? How what? How's Lily doing? Uh, She's good, man. Yeah, I mean, she just had a super long pregnancy, but I mean, we're good. We uh, we built a new house out here, uh, which we like. It's in a cool spot. Um, yeah, Colorado is awesome. You know that. Good deal, man. So uh, obviously the new location has had you turn over a new leaf, although you're still trying to make Scott Bradley trades. Mm. Um, why, don't, why don't you go ahead and tell us how your team's doing so far? So my team is solid. I did uh, have a bit of a sleep-deprived trade with Alan last week. <laughs> which is a little bit of a controversy in itself because Alan pretty much said he was going to give me any two running backs I wanted and wait, then went wait, back wait. on his word. Which Alan? Is it is it Big Alan or Little Alan? Uh, White Alan. So, <laughs> Dave, I don't... He's just Alan, and then other Alan is Little Alan now. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> little Alan. I don't know what to call the Alans correctly. All right, so... Hey, so Alan, hold on, real fast. Dave, real fast. I'm sorry. Uh, I just want to cover this because it's not actually our controversy of the week, but it is a controversy. Uh, Little Allen's name is not Little Allen in the league, which is part of the Allen Bowl. So if our commissioner, Travis, or Brian, if he can 
you know, step away a little bit, can fix that and just change the names, that'd be great. Yeah, put Alan but bigger back to little Alan. Lil Alan. So Alan offered you any two running backs. Yeah, and then he kind of went back on his word. And I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I wish that Lev had been traded instead of released, but, I mean, it, it probably doesn't matter. I'm glad that he's going to a new team. That can only be good for me. But, yeah, I, I wanted Montgomery and I wanted Robinson. And then I, I got scared and I just I went with what he, what he offered. And then I found out, yeah, it's whatever. It's going to be fine. It's obviously not great to watch Diggs do what he's doing right now. What does he have? 10 for 106. Yeah. It's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep telling yourself that, buddy. That's the way to be. Um, well, I think uh, you actually said on the, the group chat we have what you thought the controversy should be. And Gino and I both agree. So, Scott, how about you talk about the actual controversy this week? Yeah, so we need to talk about Brandon and his um, his participation in this league, I guess. And highlighted this week by what now appears pretty evident that he's going to lose to Nick by only a few points, albeit. But So he's got Julio Jones in his lineup and an empty running back spot. So, he went, so, so, so how does that even ha- like? How does that happen? Because if he puts Cam Akers in, he wins, right? <laughs> if he but he just Boston, he, got it. He, he actually might still win. The true. Two point two points might be enough by the end of this night. But he does. He just leaves it empty, which which is baffling in itself. And then Nick is even a gentleman and announces Julio's out an hour before kickoff. And it's like you know, well, okay, he just won. Uh, Henry's got a touchdown. No, he did. Oh man, oh, he, he's gonna win two straight taco style. Oh, he did. Okay. He's just won. Taco right. just won. I love it. A missing, just a missing running back. <laughs> All right. All right. We need new controversy. No, this is the controversy. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 even more of a controversy now because if he goes on to like win the league without ever setting on like his lineup again, like what does that mean for the league? <laughs> I oh think the God. so the yeah. part the, the part about the controversy that bugs me because you know whatever we're all busy you know he's fine for FedEx he has at least eleven children by now <laughs> but it's been yeah. it's been several days now and he's still just ghosting everyone so maybe his phone is broken I don't know we'll find out right but he's I'm looking at the league right now and I'm pretty sure he's the only one that goes months at a time without without saying anything, right? I mean, Which even is, Tim Tim chimed in every once in a while through different means when he was deployed. Yeah. yeah. And it's fine. Have, I mean, I get it. I love Brandon, but this week really pissed me off. <laughs> whenever we call him out in chat, uh, Kowtow's usually like, yeah, yeah, Brandon's texting me on the side. Like, it's all good. He goes it's to true. chat. He's just texting me on the side. <laughs> that FedEx Brotherhood, man. Yeah. I, I did. Do you guys know if Kowtow gets Wi-Fi on a FedEx plane? I text him, but he didn't text me back. He doesn't. Okay. I've, that's what I figured. I've, uh, I've, I've d- taken a few rides out back to Hawaii on uh, FedEx, and 
the worst part about it is there's no Wi-Fi. All right. That makes me feel better. We'll see what Brandon has to say for himself, but I hope this doesn't become a trend. Yeah, especially if he keeps winning, because then it's a, just it makes it worse. That's, this well, is true. We bad at fantasy football. We try. We hunt the waiver wire. We do whatever we can to get the right players in. We we devour matchup data. We look at the weather. <laughs> and then Brandon, with no running back, and Julio Jones, he's just permanently out. It's like I, rolling people. I do love it. It just goes to show you how terrible of a fantasy manager Nick is. He's such a scrub. that's awesome all right let's look at the team right now and i can see the picture nick has in and that's probably how nick feels uh right now as he's listening to this with what scott just said he's totally triggered white girl super triggered i can't wait for him to listen to it all right what's up (laughs) Let's let's go ahead and, and get get this show on the road because Scott, we're gonna keep you on to cover at least the first game because you gave me my first victory of the year as well. <laughs> You're welcome. Right, yeah, so man. Game of the week. Match of the- yeah. Take it away, I mean, Scott. Yeah. So I played Timmy this week. He talked a little bit of smack, not as much as he, he usually does, which is disappointing. Um, starting off, he changed his team name to mixing it up. Which is just so lame. I mean, come on. Tim. <laughs> I broke it. I got you, Timmy. Oh, so many options, but I digress. So looking at his team, obviously, you guys saw what happened to Dak. Got to feel bad for him. His uh, ankle went seven different ways. Um, so obviously, have- sucks for Dak, sucks for the Cowboys, and, then, and it sucks for Tim yeah. moving forward. Um, he does have Carson on his bench. He'll be okay. Um, but him going out probably wouldn't change things. Um, the rest of his team was just pretty mediocre for looking. I mean, his, his defense had me worried. They played first and just went nuts. But other than that, everyone did about what you'd expect minus <laughs> his tight end at kind of a dud. I don't know if we can give Hurst to the garbage man. Um, well, I mean, is it reasonable to say that we expected more out of Hurst? I, on six targets, he caught two of them for eight yards, like, and his team lost. They needed Hayden to step it up, but he didn't do it. Yeah. I think it's a reasonable man. I think it's the only the only choice. I mean, like Al Robinson, D. Moore, they all you know double digits. Like Mixon has been overrated for years now. He had the big week last week, but twelve is still his second best game this year. Is it really? Hmm. Um, wow. So I mean, it's not like one eleven is a horrible week, but it's not a great week. And then obviously my team just, you know, did what they've been doing every week, which is cool. <laughs> Russ is. Uh, all right. You, did you Did you guys watch the end of that game? I watched. Yeah, the it was awesome. Russ was finally cooling off. Holy I was smokes. like, thank God, this is chill. I mean, the Minnesota coach. What an idiot! But. Yeah, it was, it was cool to watch Russ lead that game-winning drive. So 30 points for him. Cooper Cup's been doing better. Marquise finally got a touchdown, which I was happy about. I'll probably keep throwing him out there. He's proven himself to me now. Zeke, standard. D. Montgomery, my number one running back, hit his floor at 15. With Zeke, 
So do you think Zeke is, at, you know, taking advantage of Tim's situation with Prescott going down, do you think Zeke is going to be a better back the rest of the year? Is he going to, his, is his floor going to come up a little bit? Um, I hope so. It's been weird how they've been using him because, I mean, you look and like, yeah, he's had like no blow up games yet, but they've all been solid. Um, but like, I don't even know if he's run for a hundred yards. Yeah. He has not run for a hundred yards in a game yet. Oh my uh, gosh. I didn't notice that until you said it. That's crazy. And it's because their defense, man, they get behind immediately in every game and they just have to air it out. So I do think it'll be better and they don't have a total scrub backup. Yeah. They have the they, red they, rocket. They, they, they kind of do, but you know, he's at least experienced. So, um, but as long as Zeke stays healthy, man, I'm pretty sure he'll be RB one for the year, but that's a big if he's probably the last first round running back to still be standing. Um, yeah. that's pretty much, pretty much true. Kamara, Kamara's alive. That's true. There's two first rounders fighting it out. But Kamara has the uh, Tavius Murray problem, so as long as Zeke stays healthy, he should he should win the the head head back. That's true. And then yeah, I mean, just everyone like Kelsey, obviously big game. Thielen, huge game. Hot Rod, my favorite waiver wire pickup of the year. <laughs> oh God! If if kickers mattered, he'd be my favorite player. He is the man. <laughs> <laughs> and I did get I got lucky with Dallas defense. They got a defensive touchdown. They still gave up 34 flipping points to the Giants. So, yeah, but not like not like you were going to lose that game. So true. Now, the one thing I would worry about with your bench, I guess uh, you got a lot of guys on by. I was going to say you didn't put up a lot of points on your bench. Um, you got to eventually take Lev Bell off the IR, uh, and you don't have put there. Who are you dropping? It's a good question, man. I yeah, I went to do a waiver uh, transaction today, and I got the you have a healthy player on the IR warning. So it's Dallas. It's not. It's not that hard of a question. Well, no, I have to drop. I have to drop two because I want to drop Dallas. So I can drop Dallas, but it's still gonna. If I want to pick anyone up, it's gonna make me move Lev out of IR because he's not IR anymore. If that makes sense. Oh right, but I'm just. I'm just saying, if you drop yeah. Dallas, you have everyone to bench. And LA's on a buy. Yeah, LA's on a buy next week. So if you want to keep LA, you're gonna to have to drop two to <laughs> move Lev and to pick somebody up. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe Pollard. Pollard. Like Pollard's, you know, the handcuff. So it's Dude, risky. You can't. You you have Kelsey. Drop Robert Tanyan. Like I get it. He's had some big games, but I, he's a, I dude. He, he's the number two tight end in the league. He hasn't just had big games. Okay. I might throw him in. He's he's, he might he might end up in my flex spot. Off of a thirty point game against Atlanta, six targets, six receptions, three touchdowns. That's almost Mike Evans' efficiency numbers right there. Almost. <laughs> but even before that, his last couple games, nine points, thirteen points. Like, I'm not dropping him. I know that. Yeah. I. I oh man, that hurts. But but you risk if you drop Pollard. You risk leaving yourself wide open with Z. Hey, and I Dave, let him let him back. drop Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I, just... I, I, mean, I I could drop Judy. I don't think anyone else was running after him on the wire. 
I just get her just the fanboy. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm set on Oh receivers. my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, Sorry, guys. Play, but what's happening? Uh, well, Ryan Tannehill just ran like five yards past the line of scrimmage and then threw a touchdown to Jonathan Smith. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna make your heart skip a beat. I hate tight ends. Wait, what's your game? That's it. That if if this stay, if this stays, it's over. He's five yards past the line of scrimmage. You said. Well, it looks like he's like five yards past the line of scrimmage. Oh my gosh, you're up by five we, points. We got to see. Yeah. So this is this is giving. He's our way pa- He's way past. They have to call that. Oh, Gino's really hurting on this. <laughs> they have to call that. It hasn't right, updated Yahoo yet. You have a one percent chance. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Scott. While while we're we're dealing with Gino's drama, where he's just losing it. What do you think for Fireball? Who are you? Who are you gonna throw that that award to on your team? Kickers don't count. Um, where did my matchup go? Man, I, I give have- to a few people. I'm, I mean, probably. So it's it's Brown's best game of the year, but I mean that's not a great game. Yeah, and he almost doubled his last game. Thielen, obviously, big game, but he's done that a couple times this year already. You know, I'm going Mark. I'm going Marquise Brown, but I, I don't think. I'm pretty sure Johnny Smith's about to win the fireball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, I like Hollywood. It's a good pick. He's been he's been quiet this year. He had was it last week or two weeks ago? He had the tackle on the one, and he would have had basically a game like this. Um, it's good to see him get in. Lamar has been struggling, and you know, they got the win. Obviously, Cincinnati's not really a, a competitive game. But with Lamar struggling, it's good to see him finally have a wide receiver one type game, right? I'm pretty sure 18 puts him in the one category for this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been every game, he gets wide open, and Lamar's just. You got to be kidding me. Throws. Did they count it? Oh, boy. They there counted it, is. it. You still have a 4% oh. chance of winning. <laughs> He could fumble it twice. Show How do you have good. a 4% chance of winning? <laughs> do you have someone playing? No. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to actually explain this to Casper, and she doesn't understand. She's like, oh, Yahoo says it's a whatever percent chance of winning. And I'm like, Yahoo does not understand how points work. <laughs> like, They just see the overall points and go, oh, well, in the overall points, you know, this is how, how these numbers work. But like, Jonu's not going to lose four points. He's not going to fumble twice. He has to fumble twice and get no more yards. Well, no, actually, fumble three times because it's a two point. It's a little over two points, but he had to catch the ball <laughs> twice, so that'd be one point more. That's and true. Fumble twice with getting no receiving yards. They could be, hand it. They could hand it off to him. Oh, he, yeah. With Derrick Henry in the backfield, they're going to hand it off. He could run backwards five yards, fumble. Gino wins. <laughs> That's about what it takes. Catches the ball, runs back like 15 or 20 yards, fumbles it. (laughs) Look at this matchup. It's unbelievable. And to think, Gino, all you had to do was play now is the time. And you would have found out that now is the time to not put players in. And you would have coasted by on the win. This is two weeks in a row. And this is even worse than last week. Because at least Kittle just dominated the whole game. (laughs) Gino is going to have like a personal vendetta against tight ends. He's going to stop playing tight ends. 
And he, he might still get a victory. Who knows? But he's going to stop playing tight ends. Well, if anyone doesn't want to take a shot of fireball, just don't play your tight end against me because you're going to get your fireball shot otherwise. <laughs> I think, you, you know what? You don't, you don't see the 1% victory very often. That was... <laughs> Why are they even throwing the ball? They're dominating. <laughs> I love... I love the takes. Well, Scott, you know, while you're on with us, let's talk, let's talk about this game because it, it's over. I mean, Jonu's not going to fumble it. So, uh, Gino versus Little Allen. Little Allen's going to squeak by with the victory thanks to uh, a two-touchdown game from Jonu Smith. Pretty quiet game, actually, but two touchdowns, 40 yards receiving. Uh, right now, he's up by about two and a half points, which makes it almost impossible for him to lose. Uh, you know, looking at I'll let Gino take care of his team. Looking at little Allen's team, uh, Scott, you know, you're on with us and you usually aren't. So if you want to do the breakdown, you can go for it. Yeah, man. Um, solid play uh, playing, playing Minshew. Both of their quarterbacks actually solid, solid output. But uh, obviously, what did Brady do? Yeah, 20 points. So that was, that was the right choice. Down day for Lockett. Juju, I've got him in my DRL. Um, he's like their wide receiver three, man. Um, I digress. Mike Davis. Let's let's chat about this real quick. So CMC is going to come back next week, but Mike Davis has been like maybe RB one since he took over. I mean, did you see? Do you, do you think there's going to be a timeshare? So two things. One, I just saw today CMC is actually expected not to come back next week, oh. and I think part of that is probably how well Mike Davis is doing. And the Panthers are like, you know what? We haven't lost a game since he left. Like, let's get a fully healthy CMC. Uh, and I, you know, I don't know. Gino, what do you think? Do you think I have a, I have a post I want to pull up. So what do you think while I'm pulling this up? I, I think that it doesn't just go back to CMC doing everything. Uh, I, I don't know how they could do that because part of the reason why, you know, CMC gets hurt is because he had, you know, three quarters of the touches for the entire team. True. So just having the ability kind of like they do with Alvin Kamara, right? Like Kamara doesn't, uh, you know, get more than 15 touches in a game, including receptions and rushing the ball. If they're winning, obviously too. And if they have someone like Mike Davis that can share that load and do well, why would they risk that? Why keep him healthy? Cause it's a long season still. So, Here's, I found the post I wanted to pull up, and this is actually right at the beginning of my fantasy time, and I thought it was, I thought it was probably where where I see the situation going. And the post is called Mike Davis, this year's D'Angelo Williams, and it basically goes uh, a little blast in the past when Lev Bell was at Pitt and got hurt in 2015 uh, and missed a few games in both years, and both times, you know. D'Angelo Williams came out, had 100-yard rushing in every game. You know, he had one game where he had 171 yards and two touchdowns. Next week, 130 yards and a touchdown, right? Every time Lev Bell was missing time, D'Angelo Williams was going house. And every time Lev Bell came back, they were like, yeah, yeah, thanks, D'Angelo. Uh, you get one carry next week. So I, I feel like the name is just too big, and the Panthers aren't going to go back and do a timeshare. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't think it'd be smart because they want to keep him healthy. You know, as good as he is, he's not 
And as strong as he is, I'm not saying he's not a very strong man, but he is not a big guy either, right? Yeah. And so it gives them the better, the best chance of victory, the healthier they can keep him, I think, personally. But who knows, man? They might just be like, no, oh, Mike Davis is great if CMC gets hurt, so we don't care if CMC gets hurt either. I just think that's a poor way of going about that. Just interesting because they're 3-0 and with Mike Davis starting, 0-2 with CMC, you know? Yeah. At least we can all be thankful that uh, the coach of the Panthers is not Sean McVay, who has progressed <laughs> or professed many times in public how he's going to play the hot hand, and he doesn't care who you know who starts your fantasy because he hates everybody. Um, all right. <laughs> no good discussion point, Scott. What else you got for us? Um, I think that I mean that's about it. Uh, you know. So he may be a fireball nominee, but you got to go Johnny to the way that things just unfolded. Um, you just have to, you know. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Johnny is a clear fireball nom, and there may be somebody else who gets it, but in this game, just the way everything lined up and him throwing down two touchdowns and 40 yards and five receptions and just like perpetuating the tight end's vendetta against Geno. They're trying to they're trying to get back at Gino for not playing defenses. They're like defenses matter. And they're like spiking the ball on his face. Yeah, and kickers. Apparently, they're all in the same group. You know, group chats together. So, um, I guess we could talk about my team. DJ Chark got hurt, and that sucked. And Justin Jefferson's my trash man. Everyone else is pretty good. All right, you guys ready to move on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't torture you anymore with this game, uh, dude. That's a tough loss. I'm sorry, Gino. Um, all right, well, Scott, this is your chance. Uh, do you want to stick with us, or do you want to to, to peace? Um, I'd love to stick around, but uh, I'm gonna put this kid to bed. Do my dad do this? Lux or uh, Judah? Judah. Both. It's, it's kind of <laughs> my main my main duty. Lux is pretty right. mom de- mom dependent right now, so keeping Judah distracted and putting him to bed is my main contribution in life. Well, brother, we love you. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, uh, it was fun. Thanks thanks for still doing the pod. I know you guys are making it work, and the league appreciates it. Brandon probably doesn't because he doesn't even know there was a podcast. But. <laughs> Brandon didn't realize there were games this week. He thought it was all COVID canceled. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I Scott. Mean, that's big. So just looking real quick at the standings, you know, like, oh. so Tim goes down, Nick goes down. And Kowtow goes down, so it's big, man. I mean that 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 game was big for the league. Is Travis yeah. going to be a Travis is going to be alone at the bottom with Gino? I guess. <laughs> and, sorry, and sorry, Gino. Alan and I both got the win, so now there are at least five three and two teams, five teams fighting for second place. <sighs> Fun oh. stuff. I'm just well, alone Scott, at the top, like usual. At least, at least I, at least I won the, the shotgun bet with Dave, so I appreciate you helping me get that done. Yeah, glad, glad I could, man. Here, here to serve. <laughs> and our, I guess we're, we're probably back to just Scott's. Scott's always the game of the week. Well, I'm playing Cowtown I, next week. That's always a fun matchup. Well, let's not choice. jump to conclusions here. Okay, we got to see. We got to <laughs> get a feel for it. Because I gotta pick the, the the matchup, and I don't want Gino just being like, "Yeah, I'm taking Scott." 
gotta be it's gotta be like a real actual matchup or else we know who he's gonna pick. Alright, fair enough. Alright, Jack. Alright, see you, brother. See you, buddies. See you, man. Alright, well let's jump into uh, me versus Brian. So oh. you know, this was a, a great game to kind of point out the situation with um, COVID where I had a player playing on Tuesday night. Team can't get healthy. Josh Allen's been the anchor of my team. Uh, I traded recently with Brian and he sent Matt Ryan over. And yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling it. I'm not putting Matt Ryan in over Josh Allen. I'm going to take the risk. Thank God I did. Uh, Matt Ryan was atrocious without Julio this week. And then I got scared. I, uh, I, I went full tilt last night and I threw in Justin Herbert. Uh, both players would have been okay. But, you know, you never know going into this. And so the the weird dynamic, and we talked about this a little bit in the chat. Uh, we talked about how, you know, you just want to treat it like normal injuries. Uh, we're not going to do like a backup plan, which a lot of fantasy people are doing, where you say, hey, I'm playing Josh Allen. But if Josh Allen doesn't play, I'd like to play this person to have the, the league managers put it back in. Um, I know right now the chat currently has, we've decided, hey, we're just going to treat it like injuries. The big difference that I noticed this week that I didn't notice before was, when you treat it like injuries, you could have the backup quarterback for Buffalo, right? And so you can still play a player. Where in this case, you know, you can't have the backup for Josh Allen. You can't have the backup for Derrick Henry. If those guys aren't playing, it's probably because somebody hit COVID and the whole game is gone. So there's a weird little extra dynamic there. Just something to think about. Yeah, it makes it tough because uh, even if you were to be like, all right, everyone pick their backup player that they would put in or whatever, you know, in a, in a team like the Bills, you might have two or three Bills that you're planning on running out there. Or in this game in particular, you could have Derrick Henry, Josh Allen, you know, A.J. Brown, like all kinds of players. And what are we going to do? Like let you have like five backups? You know what I mean? So I think it is, as cold as it is and hard, as difficult as a decision, it's good that we're just kind of treating it like, you know, it's like the game started and your best player got hurt on the first play. Right? Yeah. But yes. So It sucks. Uh, I mean, overall, my team this week, I, I was, you know, happy with everybody but Scotty Miller. Nobody knows what happened. Well, actually, we all know what happened. Bruce Arians hates fantasy. He said, yeah, yeah, Scotty Miller's active. Totally active. Everybody look at Scotty Miller. He played, I don't know, like half his normal snaps. He didn't run that many routes. He didn't, I don't think he had a target. Did he have a target? Maybe no, he, he actually played a lot of snaps as just a run decoy out there. And he had zero targets. Tom yeah. Brady never even considered throwing the ball to Scotty Miller. Uh, no. So that was a really tough start to the week. And then, you know, big trade news. Brian and I traded. Uh, he took CMC off my hands. I took Nid Chubb off his hands. He took Deshaun Watson, who then blew up against me. Uh, I took Tyreek Hill, who had a really solid game and actually would have blown up had a play not got called back. Uh, my wide receiver core is just stacked now. For the rest of the year, it's Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, and Robbie Anderson. Um, you know, barring five weeks. So I'm I'm super excited about that. David Johnson finally had an okay game. Sanders had a great game. No, Sanders had, he had a, a, he had a gr- game. He had a great run. He had a great play. He <laughs> yeah. had one seventy-four yard touchdown that all is now forgiven. Um and then my kicker putting up fifteen because you know, kickers they do that from time to time. <laughs> so so let's just, you know, to kind of piggyback on Everyone listening to me have a mental breakdown here on tight ends. 
you you went and picked up <laughs> Dalton Schultz, who's been taking all of Blake Jarwin's glory that he was supposed to have, right? And I, yeah, you know, yeah. and then what does he do? He gives you one point. Like this is why tight ends are terrible. I'm sorry, tight ends, but you're just like kickers. Let's not forget <laughs> um, Brian's team, Tyler Higby, who is yeah. averaging like well, minus week two, where he had five targets. Five receptions and three touchdowns. He's averaging like six points a game, and he puts up two point two. So our tight ends combined put up three point three points, Gino. And then yeah, Joe Smith hey, put up twenty against you. Yeah, on what like thirty-five yards of, rece- of receiving or whatever he had. Anyways, <laughs> efficient, I, highly efficient. I think more. Yeah, they, they needed that forty that forty-one points for the over. Um, I think. <laughs> I think what's even better to talk about, though, other than how useless tight ends are, is how the tight end combo score still outscored Amari Cooper. <laughs> Dude, what do you think? So let's, yeah, I don't, I don't really think I'm still on my team. What do you think about, so Brian's team, Amari Cooper, he, he's proud of his Cowboys. Uh, he went all in this week, doubling down what he thinks is the number one and two wide receiver. On the Cowboys, uh, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. What do you think going forward now that the Red Rockets throwing the ball? Does Amari Cooper get better? Does he get worse? Does he stay the exact same? Uh, you know, we've seen Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, be pretty good at football and be serviceable for fantasy football. And that was all while, you know, I guess he had A.J. Green in his prime. Right, but he didn't have this elite of wide receiver core and running back. The line is pretty hurt, so that's and he's not as mobile as Dak, but he's not as immobile as you would think he looks. I think he's pretty close to as, as mobile as Dak, in all honesty, uh, in his actual playing. He's kind of like you know Tannehill or something like that, where you, you don't expect it. Um, I think he's going to be fine. Honestly, in deep leagues, there's no reason to pick, no reason not to pick Andy Dalton up and see what happens. I think that the wide receivers don't really get that hurt. Amari Cooper might even be better now because um, he's going to run some of some of those more short routes where Ceedee Lamb was kind of the field stretcher. Um, but you know they move in and out of the slot and on the outside, all all of them. I think Gallup is the only one that still just is going to be left out out cold. Yeah, I think Amari Cooper is going to, you know, stay in his just, you know, re- reliable, dependable role. I think he's going to yeah. continue getting the target share. He's been almost double-digit targets every week. Not quite. Obviously, this week he had four, which was weird. I don't know what happened. Uh, but every other week, 14, 9, 12, 16. Like, I think he's going to yeah. keep that. He's the number one. And No, you know, CD Lamb's the number one. Well, CD <laughs> <I think laughs> Lamb is the over-the-top guy, so it makes him look like the number one. I mean, uh, they might they might run CD Lamb some some slant routes like OBJ style too. So he's an athlete. What is, I I thought the rule for fantasy and the rule for NFL football was wide receivers show up in their third year. Apparently, that's not what the 2020 draft class thinks. 2020 no. draft class is like we're here to party, and they are throwing down four touchdowns. They are. And they're not even waiting for like the second half of the season here. They're like, oh, what is this? Week four? Week five? Yeah, we don't need preseason. We're we're fine. Yeah, uh, no preseason, no nothing. 
just just laying it on the line, and they are looking good. CeeDee Lamb is one of my favorite receivers this year. The, the only guy's not showing out for rookies is because they're hurt. Don't worry, Rager will be back, and he's going to do it too. But, yeah, and there's actually uh, another really – oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say there's another really good storyline on Brian's team. Like, yeah, his team did okay. He put up 111, like, solid whatever. Uh, Deshaun Watson. So Bill O'Brien left. I traded away Deshaun Watson. I lost faith. Uh, and he goes out and puts up 359 yards, three touchdowns on 25 completions. Do you think he just turned a new corner? Do you think without Bill O'Brien, Deshaun Watson is the quarterback that I drafted him to be? I don't know if he's the quarterback you drafted him to be, but he's not playing Baltimore and Pittsburgh and Kansas City anymore either. So I Last week under Bill O'Brien, he played Minnesota, who has one of the most, like, wide open passing defenses. I guess he didn't do bad. He had 28 points, 29 points. Yeah. He's I just mean, not having like 50 point games like Dak and Russell are putting up. And Minnesota's they're they're they have like, you know, a whole bunch of like hodgepodge, you know, defensive elements put together without a preseason. They they always are gonna figure it out to be as good as they can be on defense. I don't think Minnesota is gonna be, you know, Dallas's defense, right? That what is gonna get whooped every Every game, I think Deshaun Watson's going to be fine. You know, he maybe you maybe you play matchups a little bit more than you normally would, or where you thought where you drafted him where you would. Um, but he's still a great quarterback, still a great player. I think I think he's going to be fine moving forward. You know, I think that Brian's team as a whole it's going to struggle for a little bit though because he doesn't know if he should play Daryl Henderson. Obviously, he puts 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 him in when it's time to lose, and takes him out when it's time to win. Uh, you know, his, how do you his, think that going forward? Because Daryl yeah. Henderson is the best back over there, but yeah. Sean McVay doesn't care. And Cam Akers is back, and I mean Brian's best running, most reliable running back is Ronald Jones, right now. Who? <laughs> oh, God. Leonard Fournette might come back. Um, Lev Bell's going to go there. I mean, who knows? So it's gonna be it's gonna be rough for Brian. Uh, tough sledding coming up. Come off that, come off that IR ASAP. Yeah, I mean, you basically gave him life by giving him CMT. Oh man, I think I stole it away. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong; like CMC is a great player, uh, and I get it. If CMC comes back this week, it's gonna probably go in favor of Brian for this trade because I don't think Mike Davis is gonna steal CMC's like, you know. Thousand yards catching, thousand yards running. I don't think he's going to do it. I think CMC is going to stay CMC. Um, But there's just this big question mark there, and we don't know with both injuries. Like we don't know when Chubb's coming back. Chubb could come back early or come back late. We don't know when CMC's coming back. So this trade is just like I don't know when it's going to pay off and who's going to win it. It's a very, it's a very interesting comp too because Chubb will obviously come back and it'll still be Chubb and Kareem, and CMC could come back and it could be the same type of scenario, but. I, I think efficiency is going to be in CMC's favor where even if he does get half the touches, he's still going to put up the same amount of points basically because he'll be fresh. Um, so this has actually been real football talk with Gino and Dave. Back to trash man. <laughs> Obviously Amari Cooper, right? Oh, man. Let's see. So I like that pick uh, because, you know, obviously let Brian down. But his team still won. So he didn't like do the double take. He didn't do the double entendre. You might say of letting people down. 
the, I'm pretty sure I need that incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Brian's team's all about double entendres. Yeah, you know what? Let's go with Amari Cooper. Why not? Uh, I think he's that. And he's, honestly, he's been killing it this year. And it's just like he ghosted Brian. He straight up ghosted him. Well, it's because he's proud Had of them boys. Yeah, yeah. Had Amari Cooper showed up, like, you know, Amari Cooper's been averaging 15 to 20 points a game. Uh, you know, you put that on his score instead of what he has, and suddenly it's a close game. Uh, I think Herbie, who's my obvious fireball nom, uh, you know, no faith in him, still played him because I got scared and put 35 points up. Uh, Herbie would have taken care of it. But, yeah, I think Cooper Cooper ghosting is probably the main reason Brian lost this game. As much as I don't like giving to a quarterback, especially when the quarterback doesn't outscore the opposing quarterback, um, and when he lost his own game, whatever, that's fine. Because, I mean, be, because he's, you know, he's a rookie that came in and showed out against New Orleans, which is not an easy place to go and try to do well at. He looked good. I'm I'm fine with giving that fireball nominee. It's not better than uh John Oh God, John Jesus. All right, on to the next game. <laughs> All right. We got Travis versus Allen Classic, or as I recently learned, just Allen. I can, <laughs> I can just say Allen with this one. <laughs> uh, All right, so uh, Allen, not to be confused with little Allen, or as you call him, tiny Allen, but regular sized Allen. He uh, running that Pat Mahomes train. Sad to see Keenan Allen get hurt on the touchdown. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. Bobby Woods is super consistent without scoring touchdowns. It's crazy. James Robinson having a real letdown game, the first one. Um, and really, I think it was just points because he still looked good out there as a running back if you watch you it. Know, and then, go ahead. I, I, we should have asked Scott about this. Like, he didn't get James Robinson. That's who he wanted. Um, how does Scott feel about, like, is James Robinson – you know, we really don't have enough of his total history yet to really say like he's that twenty point RB one like he's been playing to. So we could we should have asked Scott how he thought about you know this kind of letdown performance. I mean, forty eight yards on thirteen attempts that's not a great yards per average. That's like what three point three. Yeah, I don't care about yards per carry. Okay, but what do you care about? I care about efficiency and uh, you know high touch or high quality touch situations, right? Okay. He's still he's still catching passes at least like Leonard Fournette was. He's not taking out for goal line stuff, um, and then just the film like he's not going to cut like Dalvin Cook will, but kind of like Leonard Fournette was, you know, he can if he gets up to speed and finds a hole, he's going to be tough to take down. So. In this landscape of running backs, he would have been a good running back to have on your team. How about that? Okay, so you, you're you not doubting this. You think it's just a bump in the road. It's going to yeah. be a weak week, but he's going to continue to produce. I think so. I think okay. so. He's going to have the volume, too. Uh, okay. Especially when Allen is lost on Dalvin Cook, who still put up 17.5 points in half a game, by the way. Do you know what? Dalvin Cook was manhandling the Seattle Seahawks. Do you know what yeah. Madison did after Dalvin Cook left? Uh, manhandled them a little bit, too. Uh, 112 yards more <laughs> rushing and another rushing touchdown. Dalvin Cook could have had a 40-point game if he would have stayed. Yeah, but but 
But people are going to say, but the defense sucks at Seattle. Actually, they're pretty good at stopping the run. Yeah. Just not stopping really good athletes on the run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had tight end life, right? Mark Andrews, he's been kind of a dud this year. First week was awesome. Two dead weeks, and then the last two weeks have been solid. So you, you don't know what you're going to get there. Great performance. What do you think? This is your team. Kenyon Drake, talk to me, Gino. I don't is know, gonna man. Get, is he going to get replaced? Is he going to become the number two? I, I don't know what they, they give the lead running backs in Arizona for, like, pregame meals or whatever it is, but he looks like David Johnson did last year. Like, a little slower, kind of sluggish, running through mud and not, not cutting, not getting anywhere. And, like, that's been Kenyon Drake's thing. Like, He's always been that guy that can like find the tiniest hole and make the cut and, and get going. Uh, dude, I don't know, but Chase Edmonds looks good. So at the very least, Kenyon Drake somehow Kenyon Drake is not the passing downs back, which is what he's always been. I man, even him getting that touchdown, it almost seems like they were just like trying to boost his ego a little bit because he didn't need to have that and. It didn't even look that good when he got it. So I'd be a little worried, but I wouldn't stop playing him for now, I guess is what I'm thinking. Like, Well, Allen's got tons of options. He has Diggs on the bench. He has Devontae Freeman, who looks like he's taken over that New York Giants running back like lead role. And he's also got Justin Jackson, who, I mean, yeah, it's the Chargers. It's terrifying for everybody. But sure, he, he might be the lead running back. Uh, we all thought it might be Joshua Kelly, but, you know, it didn't turn out to be. Uh, and he's also got... Uh, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. So here, here, here's the worst part. When I said earlier that I like to handcuff other people's uh, running backs, here's where it gets tough when you have your handcuff. Because yeah. Drake's healthy. Maybe it's his ankle. Maybe that, that could explain it, too. Because he keeps being on and off the injury reports, all this stuff, whatever. But if they're both active... Like, that's a really frustrating situation to figure out who you're going to throw out there, right? It's not as bad as having Cam Akers and Dole Henderson right now, but because at least Drake and Edmonds are both going to give you some points. But trying to decide which one of them until we get a definitive lead back anymore is going to be very difficult for him. So I don't know, man. I'd almost I'd almost try to put them in a package and trade them away if I were him, honestly. <laughs> Do you know who Arizona's playing next week? Uh, they, hold on, let me look it up real fast. Oh, Dallas. The <laughs> Dallas football team. You have to play one of these backs. Does he just play them both and say, you know what? They're both probably going to put up 20 points. Dallas's defense is the trash man of the year for the NFL. Oh, uh, man. It's, the, it's a dream matchup for a running back. A dream matchup. Like, you have to play some. You have to play them both, maybe. Luckily, he's not going to have Dalvin Cook, so at least that makes his choice a little bit easier. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, that's true. Because what are you going to do? You're going to run Devonta Freeman out there and be like, he looked good, and then be really pissed at yourself when you have two guys going for a touchdown apiece on your bench? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think you play both. (laughs) (laughs) You play them both, and you throw in James Robinson. That's that's your three starting running backs. Oh, man, that's amazing. Um, So... So, look, getting back to the, this game, um, Fireball, I don't know, man. There wasn't really much Fireball. Chase Edmonds on his bench? <laughs> do, we, do we do it? Right. 
I mean, he just had a pretty solid game. Unfortunately, the guys that would have got fireballs, possibly Keenan Allen and Dalvin Cook, both got hurt. So, um, I say we pass. Yeah. We'll give it to Koo because he came back from injury and put up 13 points as a kicker. I'm not uh, a kicker, Gino. <laughs> it's okay. He's not better than Janu. All right. Okay. Trav- Travis's team, because we spent so long on Allen's, we're just going to skip. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, Drew Brees showed some life. That was exciting. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a fun game for chance? us. Fun game for us all to watch, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Thomas not playing because apparently he, he disciplined. Like, it's just, they came out this morning with the name of the teammate he punched. It wasn't anybody I recognized, but they told us who it was. He just punched a guy, just straight up <laughs> clocked him. But no, it was good to see Drew Brees show some life. It was great to see Drew Brees show Justin Herbert what a professional all-star quarterback Hall of yep. Famer does. He won the game. Drew Brees won the game. Although, <laughs> although because apparently the Saints also hate fantasy, Taysom Hill got to rush in the last touchdown, which was just, oh. Stop the hate is what, what he was saying, right? Stop the hate Stop on Taysom Hill. Hate. Sorry. I, man, that's just, I had to take a moment of silence for all my fantasy bros and gals out there <laughs> who were affected by yeah. this travesty the, in New Orleans. Game's on the line. What do you do? Take Drew Brees out. Taysom <laughs> Put Taysom Hill. Hill. <laughs> oh my god if, if you if you thrown that pass like he wanted to no chance he, he connects yeah like that's just games games on the line you're at the nine ish yard line yeah passing down situation decide you're gonna run it you have alvin Kamara or <laughs> well wait for it use him as a decoy Taysom hill no dude <laughs> Taysom had the option there yeah he was his first look was the pass yeah yeah, and yeah, I don't. I just all the things. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'll stop talking about it. Um, I mean, so obvious, obvious trash man for Travis's team, and we should probably, you know, because we're not going quickly at all. Take a second to talk about this. Is Ceh a bust this year? Not so much based on he's going to be bad, but where you where where I drafted him because I traded him to Travis. Where he was a first round draft pick. Does he live up to that, or is he just going to be, like, pretty good? Man, you know, part of me wants to say you're not getting that first-round value out of him, and that's mostly that Kansas City doesn't need him to score. And in the red zone, they're looking to Kelsey right now, right? When they're really close to the goal line, yeah. it's Kelsey's game. So, uh, or Or they're doing jet sweeps to... Michael Hardman and Tyreek Hill, right? Which I love, which I, now that I'm a Tyreek Hill owner. Uh, actually, anybody who's got a keeper on their team, I now have three other people's keepers. So if you're looking to trade your keepers to somebody's team, uh, I'm, I'm buying. No, I, I, think, I think it's going to take some time. But I do think CEH is going to start finding the end zone. And when he does, those 10-point games turn into 20-point games. And that's all it takes. Like, that's a RB1. I I. I'm happy. And then, I mean, look at the end of his season, right? So when fantasy playoffs come around, he's rushing against Miami, which should be a run-focused game. He's rushing against New Orleans, should be a run-focused game. And then championship week, he's against Atlanta, which 
you know, there's not really a game plan there. They just let the other team score. So really, whoever has well, the ball. Actually, that's going to be a Kelsey game because tight ends go nuts there. Unless your name's Ian Thomas. Um, <laughs> I don't know, so man. Trash- I think just to close the loop on this, I think I think okay. CH is pretty good. Okay. I don't think I think talent wise, maybe not even the best out of this rookie class. But the situation combined with his talent, um, he's going to be fine. Is enough. But he, but he is a trash man because he, he didn't come through this week. Okay. I'm going to fight you here. I think the trash man should be Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz sucks, though. This is what I expect. This is – okay. Well, I guess that's the argument that's not going <laughs> to land with you. I was going to say the team desperately needs somebody. They have yeah. – three major injuries, and instead of Zach Ertz having a banner game, you have a guy named Fulgham, which I'm still not quite sure what his name is, uh, putting up an insane week. Yeah. And Fulgham, you may think, is a rookie because, you know, great rookie, rookie class. This guy puts up two <laughs> touchdowns. Fulgham has been on, like, six different NFL teams. He's awful. He, he's, he's been on, like, six different practice squads, not even on the rosters. He got cut from the Lions, and they're yeah. still playing Marvin Jones. So, like, <laughs> that's kind of where we're at with, you know, wide receivers and why Zach should have been just – he should be dominating right now. All right, you still want CEH? I'm not going to fight you anymore. I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. All right, CEH is our trash man, Nom. Um, you know, I Travis's team's fine. He's got good players. They didn't – nobody really blew up this week. Mike Evans, OBJ, down weeks, CEH – He's got to find the end zone or else he's not really that valuable. And Mostert, like, who knew Miami's defense was elite? Uh, Miami's defense got Jimmy G kicked out of the game. Good to see. Well, they have, like, all expatriates on their team. So, I don't know why, no, I don't know why everyone thought Miami was just going to be a walk in the park. They're, the entire defense is expatriates from last year. So, oh, is it? Yeah. Um, but it was really nice to see Mostert come back and be a must-start, uh, you know, GD's Twitter was, you know, really excited about it. And especially since McKinnon was doing well, uh, you know, I'm proud that Travis made the right call on who to play because he could have played McKinnon. And the right call was Mostert. Well, you know, I was going to move away from this game. But then I realized, due to the fact that we're recording during a game, we actually did things out of order. And this is actually time for the... That's right. It's the pop, drop, and lock it. Travis's team, I think this is the first time we've done a pop, drop, and lock it for a team that scored over 100 points. Hey, Travis good job, Travis. 101. Hey, and but it's not its not the first time this year we've done it for Travis. This, this, this is true. <laughs> this is 100% true. Uh, did he listen to us at all? I don't think he did. His team's the exact same, but that's fine. No, right, he, you know, he picked up Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He, he traded for Clyde. Who did, who did he give you for that? Mike Thomas. Oh. But I gave him OBJ, enough. too. I gave him OBJ, okay. too. And that's actually, that's a pretty good deal, then, because Edwards-Alaire and Beckham have been, you know, Beckham last week. Oh, God, we all want Beckham from last week back. 36 points. Um, all right, so pop, drop, and lock it. We're positive. Pops, who are you thinking? Oh, man, you really put me on the spot because I wasn't ready for this yet. Um, talk about so, 
I think the obvious choice here is Ertz, right? He has to <laughs> pop. He is desperately in need of a pop. But, but, I'm going to hold back on the Ertz call because I have truly lost faith in Zach Ertz. Um, my pop, and this is a borderline pop, is OBJ, right? I think Cleveland is starting to fire on all cylinders. And I think they're going to find ways to get OBJ the ball. And he's going to have more weeks like last week and fewer weeks like this week. That's fair. I'm going to hold back on what I think about OBJ because I'm going to bring him up in our next segment. (laughs) Um, So I will pick a pop. And I'm going to go ahead and... It may have sounded like I was throwing shade on him, but I'm going to say who. You're going to say Clyde Edwards, aren't you? Because everyone knows I think Mostert's great. I'm going to go Clyde Edwards. Oh! <laughs> Why do you think Clyde Edwards is going to pop? Because this is this is his floor, right? Ten points is his floor. I think that, like you said, they do find ways to get him in the end zone, whether it be like out in open space or they give him some goal line stuff. Um, because teams are going to be looking for kind of the trickery to take away from those jet sweeps from Nicole Hartman. Um, Sammy Watkins is out too, who was picking up a lot of the first downs. You know, you might just start, start getting Clyde Edwards to layer out there on a screen pass and stuff like that. So I'm going to say he's going to pop and finally give you one of those weeks where you were like, that's the guy we were looking for, right? A couple touchdowns, you know, like 150 total scrimmage yards type thing. Uh, so I'm going to go with that. And then I'll just go right into my lock since I already talked about it. It's going to be OBJ. Um, makes me oh, realize that, okay. that makes me realize that maybe I gave him too many good players. Um, OBJ, I think the, the Browns are finding a way to win right now. And I think they're realizing that Baker isn't Pat Mahomes or Kyler Murray. So they're utilizing everybody. And as long as every week – either Jarvis Landry or OBJ's throwing passes, they got the best quarterback on their team throwing passes. So uh, that's a joke because OBJ just did the same thing like Jarvis did. Anyways. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually got a little truth to it. I think that they are better quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, bottom line, they're, they're trying to get the ball in the hands of their best players in any capacity they can. And this week coming up might be a little tough against Pittsburgh, but he's still going to – give you that floor, and then as the games get better for him, I think that OBJ is going to have some big glove games. So he's a Glock in your lineup. You could treat him as your wide receiver, too, if you want, and you'll still be fine. That's a good pick. For my lock, I'll go Mike Evans. I think the reason I'm, I'm throwing him out there, there's been a lot of questions about the Tampa offense this year. There's been, you know, Mike Evans has seen some drastically up-and-down usage, right? There's the week he had four targets, two receptions, two yards, two touchdowns. Um, But at the end of the day, Tampa Bay is going to score. And when Brady is inside the five, Ronald Jones is not getting it done, right? Mike Evans is. Mike Evans on a slant route is still unstoppable. So I think with the touchdown potential, the fact that Tampa Bay is going to keep passing, I, I, I just see Mike Evans as a fringe wide receiver one the rest of the year he's going to be right there he's going to miss it by a little bit i think he's going to be like a high end two 
But that's that's still a lockdown guy you want on your team every week. Yeah, I don't disagree that he could be a decent lock. I guess I would personally be happy about what I've gotten so far and try to sell as high as I can while I can because it could okay. get bad, um, especially with Godwin coming back and whatnot. But, yeah, I'll give you that. He's going to score touchdowns. Gronk can't play that role for Brady. Um, and then to the drop, I, I've already talked about this. Dave, don't listen to this right now. Um, Travis, take Zach Ertz, trade him to Dave because Dave thinks he's still good and get like Robbie Anderson or something. And then you'll be golden. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to take Zach Ertz too because I want to talk about something else. It's time to drop Zach Ertz and play <laughs> tight end roulette with the rest of us. You know, if you don't have Kelsey and Kittle, you're playing tight end roulette, right? There's some great guys on the wire. I, I don't know exactly who's on the wire in this league. But, I mean, people that you should expect to find there would be Schultz. You'd expect to find Jimmy Graham. you expect to find Gronk, who apparently is a touchdown guy again. I don't know. I mean, anybody's more exciting than Ertz right now. Ertz is disgusting. Um, you might have just the rest of us. You might have just given the reason why you don't drop Zach Ertz, though, because then you're trying to pick up Jimmy Graham and Gronk. And <laughs> Dude, I, it's disgusting. I would rather be on a team that I believe in. And Philadelphia this year is not impressing anyone. No. Um, they've been awful. They've been really bad. And Wentz, I mean, I was shocked when we were on Timmy's team. And you guys said he was a good backup. And I looked at his numbers. And I was shocked to see he actually is kind of a decent fantasy quarterback without being a good NFL quarterback. Yeah. Uh, they, look, uh, they look bad. They are bad. Um, I'll tell you what, though. There's going to be an Alshon Jeffrey pickup and trade between us before the season's over. So just remember that. It, it will happen. Yeah. All right. Final game this week. The only one we haven't talked about. No, wait. We talked about this one. Gino, we already covered. Brandon and Nick. Yeah, Brandon and Nick, we didn't talk about. We, we just, we just talked about. about. We talked about the win. We didn't talk about the game. We just talked about the win. We didn't talk about the game. Oh, man. Let's talk about it. Taco. You're you're getting the job done with Derrick Henry. <laughs> um, Brandon's team, so like we said, he didn't have two players. Kyler Murray is a fantasy stud. Derrick Henry has always been good. Hunter Henry, sure, whatever. It's a team of Henrys and empty slots. And then Manny Sanders, it was his turn this week in New Orleans. They needed somebody, 12 for 122. That's it. Nice job, Brandon. You don't care, so I don't care. Uh, on the other side, DeAndre Whiff. Nick is going to be triggered. Nick is going to be physically upset with losing this game. Yeah, especially when, you know, Lamar, obvious trash man against Cincinnati, won their own game, but gives you 18 points by in doing so. And then I, I, have, a, I have an interesting question to you, Dave. It's not going to come as intuitive, but think about it for a second. Okay. If we were redrafting, Today, does DK Metcalf go in the first round? All right, so let's just think of wide receivers that I would take in front of DK Metcalf. Um, Ridley, but he wasn't available in our first round. CD Lamb. I would You're going to take CD Lamb? You're going to take CD Lamb over Metcalf? Well, no, not now that Dax hurt. 
you're, you're still worth taking him over Metcalf. Come on, man. You're right. You're you're right. You're right. I take Ridley over Metcalf though. Yeah. Uh, so so you get what like Devonte, Mike Thomas, Devonte Adams. But no, again, I if we're drafting today, we know these injuries. Like Mike Thomas has played one good game all year. I wouldn't take Mike Thomas over TK if we're drafting today. Uh, Devonte Adams has he played three games this year? Three out of five. Yeah, I think so. He should be back soon though. He should be back soon. So I probably take I take Devonte. So You're not taking Julio. I'm sure as hell not taking Julio. Um, right. I can't think of anybody else I would take over DK. Like, he is proving that not only is he an incredible athlete, that... Oh, Tyreek. I'd take Tyreek over DK. Tyreek, yeah. Not only is There's he incredible... Fourth wide receiver off the board. So not only is he an incredible... I don't, the, the point wasn't to, like, actually, like, be like, let's decide this right now, but it's the fact that he's in that consideration. Right, like you, he can be triple covered, but he's bigger and stronger than the people that are on him, and can jump higher. Not to mention he can run faster than them, and he's not dropping passes either. He made one super bonehead play when he thought no one was around him, and the ball got swatted out of him. Right, that was, and that was so, yeah. But the fact and the fact that he's attached to Russell as well, and in that That's offense where they're going to score a lot, right? So um, I just wanted to bring that up because I think I think when people see the name DK Metcalf, and especially like in a trade or something like that, people aren't looking at that like, oh man, you're giving me an elite wide receiver. Like they're still not recognizing that. Um, and then do you, the second question of this: Do you think Todd Gurley can keep this up? I think Todd Gurley keeps this up until he gets hurt. But I think Todd Gurley. Dalvin Cook, um, those are my big two names that I don't trust to make it a full year as a running back one in the NFL. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, Melvin Gordon, who's already hurt. Uh, <laughs> those are like the big name marquee guys where, yeah, I think, I mean, Atlanta's going to score. We know they're going to score. And so he can keep it up as long as he's healthy, but he won't last the season. Um, get Brian Hill on your team. Handcuff him right now because you're going to need him. I just don't know if I see Brian Hill scoring the touchdowns like Todd does, but maybe. I, I don't either. It's more of a – it's just like a you need somebody to play. He's going to get 10 to 15 rushes and maybe two or three targets. Like, you're not going to get the Todd Gurley replacement. It's not going to be the same. Gurley's having an amazing year. Gurley, if we redrafted, would probably be at the back of the beginning of the second round somewhere. So, But, but that's, what, that's what I'm saying, though, is you <laughs> – it's funny because – the production that Gurley's put up, you kind of look at it like that. But I still think I still think people would don't trust it, right? That's why I was it's asking you. If, that's why I was asking if, if you trust him. But um, I trust the, him to score until he gets hurt. That's the only thing I worry about. <laughs> All right, and then um, the last thing I have for Nick's team because his team is actually pretty stacked on paper. At least before the season started, he might need to start looking to make some trades on things, but. Do you think McLaurin takes that leap forward like we all thought he could and the talent that he could, or is Washington just going to keep him from being able to do that? Yeah, I think McLaurin's fine. I mean, this is a weird week. It was great to see Alex Smith back for half the game, but we we just need things to settle down, right? Get Kyle Allen there, let him pass the ball. He'll pass to McLaurin. It'll be okay. So Yeah. All right. And then trash team, 
and Fireball for this last game. Uh, Trashman for uh, only because I want to get back at him. I want to give it to George Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. This, this podcast is nothing if not petty. Um, <laughs> no, it's 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 Lamar Jackson for sure. Okay, Fireball again. You know, I'd love to give it to Kyler, but Derrick Henry putting the team with two goose eggs on his back to get it done in the fourth quarter on Tuesday yeah. night football. Uh, Henry, I think is our guy. Yeah, I I I don't hate that except for Henry usually scores more anyways. Um, oh. well, who do you want? He's not gonna maybe, win. It. I was thinking maybe Manny Sanders, but we, we can give it to Hunter Henry. Or not <laughs> Derek Henry. <laughs> <laughs> so many Henrys. Yeah. Oh, man, we should just give it to Julio. <laughs> All right. So here we go, Gino. Uh, we're not doing an Exceller because I didn't do the math and Yahoo stopped doing it for me. So I'm not sure who had a great bench. I'm sure somebody's got three quarterbacks and a kicker who put up 100 points. Um, fireball noms. We got Hollywood, Jonu. Herbie, Koo, and Henry. I think Jonu. Yeah, I'm obviously going to vote for Jonu because it hurts the most for me. And they actually, he put his team on the back, so. Yeah. yeah. Plus, plus, little Allen is in Vegas this week. Plenty of opportunities to do a fireball shot. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Trashman Award. You ready for this? Hurst, Jefferson, Cooper, CEH, and Kittle. Wait, I thought we said Lamar for the last one. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm already kind of sure it's Cooper, but yeah, sure, Lamar instead of Kittle. Well, the only reason why I say that is because Nick only lost by two points, and if Lamar scores 20 points. Oh, man. You know what? That's a rough one. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I take back what I said. Lamar is 18. Really let Nick down. Yeah, uh, Amari Cooper is actually trash, but this week's trash man, I think, was Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Um, all right, trash I man. Not, I have not looked ahead for the game hey, of the week next. What, um, what do we got? Real fast, while you're looking at that, Little Allen. I just want to emphasize that your name is Little Allen. You got. Janu to pull you out of the ashes somehow on a pass where he was even past the line of scrimmage. But I, congratulations. You are owed a fireball to the league, and we will not air this podcast or the next podcast until we get your fireball. All right. Fireball. Fireball. Let's hope he's right. listening still. Looking, um, ahead, looking ahead to week six for you. I got you. Um, I think I know who I want it to be. And this is going to be... This is going to be a tough moment for me because I'm picking the game, but I also I think I know who you're going to take in the game. And so this is kind of a, uh, a now or never moment, you might say. I'm thinking it's going to be Gino versus Taco, a.k.a. Brandon. <laughs> Does Brandon start a team versus you? Or do you take yourself in the win? Oh, let me see. What tight end does he have? Ooh, Hunter Henry. No game. (laughs) So I got a shot. (laughs) If he doesn't put Hawkins in it, it would be the game that Hawkinson blows up. It would be the game Hawkinson blows up. (laughs) Right, because Hawkinson had all this hype, 
and he's been not great. Um, you really gonna pick this game? I hate yeah, you. Yeah, this, this is the hardest game to pick between. Like Brandon's team's actually pretty good, depending on who he plays. You know, if he actually starts a legal lineup, and then your team again, it's got a ton of potential. I think of all the games this week, this is the one that I have the hardest time trying to pick who's actually gonna win. So here's my here's my biggest problem. If you looked at you look at week six's lineups and picking yeah. my own team. Yeah. DJ Chark is hurt. Darren Waller's out for a bye. Josh Jacobs is out for a bye. Deontay Johnson is hurt. Zach Moss is hurt. Um, and Mike Thomas is out on a bye. I don't even know who I'm going to p- fill my roster with. <laughs> but there's a Cam, Cam, Cam Newton Brandon might come back. And leaves an empty running back spot. <laughs> That's a very real possibility. Like, I, I literally might get taco lost if we do you this. You might get taco lost. This is this is the game of the week. It's a toilet bowl. Um, I might be trading for Zach Ertz. Uh, yeah, I, I have to take myself. I was really I think hope, you do. I was really hoping that this win that I just assumed was going to happen for me tonight against Lil Allen was going to be okay for me to like limp through the next week. But I actually kind of have to win this game now too. So yeah, it's a big deal. You're gonna have to start a kicker and a defense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but again, we don't know if Brandon is even gonna start a full lineup. Currently, he could have four players put goose eggs up because he got two players on the bye still in his lineup. He's got an empty running back slot, and Julio is probably out with a hammy that won't heal. So Theoretically, you could be going against four goose eggs to start the Oh, week. God. He's going to get Devonta Adams and A.J. Brown back. Are you kidding me? It's He actually had A.J. Brown back this week. He chose not yeah, to play him. Well, I mean, if he was trying to play the game, you could see not playing him, right? No. Because you weren't sure if he... was only wide receiver, and Julio was already out when the game started. He's got Tim it Patrick. Been... He's got Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick's on a bye last week. Like he, AJ Brown, <laughs> AJ Brown, and twenty point AJ Brown would have put uh, up against uh, yeah. against Nick, which didn't matter because Derrick Henry put the team on his back. But yeah, this is a tough matchup. You can pick Brandon if you want. I'm not going to force you into taking you, but I think you should take you. I'm going to take me. All right. I I hope I really hope I lose this week. I don't want to see Taco beat you by not starting a lineup. If he starts a real lineup, you're screwed. If he if he actually like figures out who's playing this week, you're in a lot of trouble. Hey, don't announce to the league that the podcast is up because then he might listen to it and get in care. <laughs> okay, okay, I won't, I won't announce to the league. All right, well that puts us at an hour and fourteen. Uh, I'm not editing this down, so it is a joy for everyone who stuck with us. Uh, Gino, do we have anything else we need to cover this week? Uh, I've got nothing else that we need to cover this week except for waivers in Yahoo or Thursdays. Don't get excited when you don't see it tomorrow. And they're not going to listen to this anyway. Oh, yeah, there they are because we already got the fireball. Okay, yeah, don't get excited if you don't see them tomorrow. And um, let's hope for another week of football. Probably put up the five or Saturday, I guess, because there's no Thursday night football. (laughs) Oh, like, man. We'll wait to make sure we don't mess up any injuries or anything like that, any COVID. We'll yeah, figure it out. Yeah, right. we'll figure it out. You guys have a great week. Uh, we love you all. Take care. See ya. See ya.
and intro music is Happy Whistle by Scott Holmes. Tight ends suck. Had you not started bobbing your head when we finished the podcast, I would have forgot to put the intro music back. <laughs> I, I was already hovering over the stop button.